1: Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. A special episode of yep. the Gravity
0: Leadership Podcast. We're tricasting. We're, recording. we're tricasting. We are. We're Whoa. recording this. Yep. It's it's crazy out there right now. <laughs> uh, we're recording this um, uh, as we normally do uh, for our podcast feed uh, that we'll release later today or tomorrow. Uh, But then we're also uh, broadcasting this via a webinar and via Facebook Live. So hopefully we'll get some interaction and we'll be able to change how we do this on the fly. It'll be fun.
1: And those dulcet tones are Ben Sternke. Yeah, hi. We're also joined Mm -hmm. by Ben Hardman. Yes,
2: I'm here and I'm watching on Facebook Live and also on the live zoom thing and the Facebook live thing is way behind the zoom thing. So it's really awkward to watch it. Don't
0: Don't get too disoriented. Bounce uh, your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, if you start to get nauseous, um, try taking some deep breaths.
1: So we are, uh, uh, we're all experiencing our first global pandemic and this is the, um, the coronavirus or the COVID-19 and uh, we thought it would be good to solicit questions and ideas and sort of curate a conversation around how to be the church in the time of the coronavirus. And we're framing this as uh, opportunity and possibility, having an imagination for what the church can become here, and there's a number of things we want to touch on, uh, but maybe maybe just to start off mm. and say, uh, what... <laughs> What are you noticing? Hartman, maybe 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 this is a question for you. What are you noticing about the shifts that are un- that your church is undergoing? How would you name those and describe those? And uh how do they strike you as positive or negative or yeah.
2: yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually really excited about this. I feel like there's so many opportunities right now. Um, I'm, I'm naturally pretty apostolic and I love mm. ideation and innovation. And so this is kind of right up my alley. But I also think it's just there's so many new opportunities to create new rhythms, uh, to create new rules of life. I think families are also bored and <laughs> trying to figure out, like, what do we do with this time? Yeah. Um, and so I think it's an amazing pastoral opportunity. I mm. think it's an op. I mean, it's a huge opportunity for us to kind of disattach ourselves from the consumer Sunday gathering. Uh, and mm. so I'm super optimistic and excited. Um, mm. I literally have been on zoom calls since 9am, mm. uh, this morning without ceasing. Uh, so hmm. I've had like a 10 minute break in between with, uh, our team and we're part of a family of churches. And so everybody's Kind of coming up with ideas and plans, and uh, I actually think there's some really exciting opportunities here for us as the church.
1: Yeah, one of the things I heard you talk about earlier this week, Ben, I want I want to get your thoughts on it is the different vibe or the different aesthetic going from like a Sunday morning live church. We have a gathering of you know more than a, a several hundred people or more, and there's sort of an energy in that event. Like a uh, there's yeah there's there's a you know, it's like when we go to concerts or we go to a a movie event, like there's just this different feel to that than being on a Zoom screen by yourself Mm -hmm. in your pajama pants, right, with, you know, 80 other people. Can you describe like, what are some of the shifts that we need to make when we're taking our gathering from like live in person, lots of people to maybe a recorded gathering or like a Zoom gathering?
2: Yeah, I I feel like uh, it's an interesting season because I I feel like the, uh, I feel like the missional church guys are like, yes, this is what we've been waiting for. This is an opportunity for us to disattach from Sundays. And then I feel like the seeker guys are like, I have no imagination on how to do this, other than to pretend like we're doing an awesome service. When we're really not. Mm. Uh, And so Mm. what I see a lot of big churches doing is just like doubling down on the consumer Sunday service thing and creating like the best live stream that we can possibly have. So I've been talking to a lot of large church pastors who are like, yeah, we just hired three new people or we just went out and bought new cameras or I just bought eight fog machines for my living room. Um, That's not a real one. (laughs) I made that one up, but the others, the others were true. The others were true. Yeah. Uh, And so I do, I I get a sense that it's a test of our imagination um, Mm. and an opportunity for us to kind of double down on what we really value. And so I want to really encourage everybody who uh, like, no matter what the size of your church is to imagine what this could look like, deconnected from a gathering on Sunday, yeah. uh, but becoming the church dispersed uh, and, and being the church that's scattered
0: yeah.
2: um, and figuring out how to create normal rhythms of connection throughout yeah. the week yeah. virtually, um, but also connecting that to your values and vision. And so like a lot of our right. conversation has been Man, this is awesome because it allows us to be the church that we've always wanted to be, um, and all of our, mm. our values and visions were never about our Sunday gathering anyway. And so, this is just this great opportunity for us to step into these spaces.
1: Hmm.
0: That's interesting. Yes, it is. It is. So, it's obviously, this is assuming. I mean, a lot. And most people by now have probably heard. You know, the the recommendation from the administration is no gatherings of 10, 10 or more. Uh, which eliminates most, uh, even small churches uh, from... Our, yeah, in our know, city's
1: on lockdown. We can't travel except yeah, for... Yeah, we're not supposed
0: to travel except for work or buying essential needs and you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, so anyway, so I, I think th- this is why this is coming up. And I, I think people have a lot of practical questions about what it means to gather virtually. Yeah. And I think it'd be helpful to answer those. But um, before we do, um, one of the things I'm hearing you talk about, Hartman, that I think um, is, is something that we should... I don't know, think about, tease out a little bit, is I think one of the things this is revealing is that a lot of of us, despite church size, right? So you could have a small church or a large church that thinks this way, but a lot Mm -hmm. of us, I think, think about our church services as something that we produce that our people consume. An event. An event. That we put on. That we put on, that our people consume, and so then we tend to we tend to take that same logic into the virtual world. Um, yeah, and so we take we take that same logic into the virtual world, and we think, well, how can we create the best sort of well produced event virtual that we can, product Yeah, that we can then offer to people to consume, and so you know, uh, I think what this though represents is an opportunity to rethink what it means to gather as the body of Christ and it could perhaps open up a, open up for us a new imagination for even when we can get back together how might our live in-person gatherings feel different yeah oh after, come on after this has yeah. after this has sort of uh, revealed what it needs to reveal for us
2: yeah oh i just i'm i've been thinking all week of like <laughs> let's just let's imagine that this goes 8 weeks like right if if our churches don't gather for 8 weeks imagine how sweet it's going to be when we do get back together Right? right when we when we like hit the notes on that first song, and when okay. we say our first prayers together, and when we get to greet each other and hug each mm-hmm. other again, yeah, and we don't have to be socially distanced. I, like I think there's something beautiful that's going to come to life where the gathering takes on, like our our greatest value then is not going to be, man, I hope they tell a story that I like today, or I hope that they play the songs that I like. Right. It's it's just going to be beautiful to yeah. see each other, and yeah. so I think yeah. there is a there's a brand Breaking down of the consumer mentality in the midst of this, which is so beautiful. Yes. Like it's it's so exciting for me.
0: Yeah, I I hear that, Hardman. You're you're really cranked up. You're super excited. <laughs> I hear I that. Am. I <laughs> am. No, but I I think uh, I agree with that. And I but I do think it will take some leadership on our part to help people into that frame of mind. Yes. And it will take some learning for a lot of us as leaders to to go back and think. Well how does this change how I gather? What's the what's the aesthetic or the the ethos of our gathering? Does it feel like an event that, you know, now that people have just watched the cool event online, you know, will they even come back or will they be like, I kind of like doing church at home? This yeah. is not a big deal. Um, or I, th- I just think it represents an opportunity to kind of craft a different ethos so so what we
1: did this past week just maybe get some nuts and bolts but also to describe how okay. we how do we cultivate this aesthetic this ethos that we're talking about so I I use the I use the binary um, and again all binaries are caricatures but event energy versus gathering energy
0: okay so um, to talk about the two different kind of, Yeah, or
1: energies, right? So, like, you know, if you try to if you try to treat a a stadium full of sixty thousand people as a gathering, Mm -hmm. it can be a little weird. And if you're if you're treating uh, your dinner table like it's an event, your your wife's gonna look at you a little funny, and your kids are so so
0: will everybody else. Right? Yeah, kids will roll their
1: eyes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what we did this past Sunday is we met on Zoom. Uh, We have a fourteen ninety nine dollar a month subscription uh, on Zoom. We use Zoom at Gravity a lot. We also use Zoom at our church a lot because we are dispersed already. Uh, throughout, all over, throughout Indianapolis. Throughout all Indianapolis. So we have virtual meetings like uh, like we're doing now. And so we just, we, we gathered everybody together at the same time we worship on Sundays. Our month subscription uh, on Zoom. We use Zoom at Gravity a lot. We also use Zoom at
0: our church a lot. That was weird. Sorry about that. What'd you do? I was just looking... <laughs> would you do uh that's uh that's the perils of uh trying it's to, always <laughs> trying to monitor too many uh too many feeds at one time right. i didn't it's realize always, that the, uh, it's always that i I'd, I'd like to point out that one of the
2: comments on facebook live is that sternkey's mic takes up a third of the screen yes
1: it there thank it's you a,
2: it's a power play guys <laughs> it's, a it's a thing a power play
1: uh to, it's although, a power play. although today
2: your large mic is he also <laughs> mutes matt apparently when he, does, when he doesn't like where it's going
1: Yeah, we used—anyway, we used Zoom this past Sunday. We did morning prayer together, so we just had a time of prayer and uh, a short little sermon. So Ben gave about a seven-minute sermon, and then I I led us in a reflection on that, and the way that we did it—some important important things to to know about Zoom is everybody has to keep their mic muted because— if you like, even on our podcast, if Hardman and I try to talk at the same time, you you miss one of us. Like you can't mm-hmm. hear it. Yeah, and so
0: we can't actually speak at the same time. Like if you're in the same room, you can no. sort of listen. To what's happening, and you can actually yeah. recite something in unison, but you can't do that on Zoom because there's enough of a delay, right, as it goes through the internet yeah. work and the internet tube in the interworld, the yeah. interworld.
2: Yeah, it's also why on the podcast I laugh like a uh, thirty seconds after every right. joke.
0: It's not just that he's <laughs> kind of slow; it's the internet. It's a little bit anyway.
1: So we had everybody muted. Uh, people had different parts of the prayer time, so they would unmute themselves when they were. Uh, Leading the part of the prayer and yeah. then remute themselves when they were finished. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that is important is that uh, we, when we a lot of people are familiar with Zoom, but a lot of people weren't. So we gave time at the beginning to give people an orientation to Zoom. This is what's going to happen. This mm-hmm. is how you navigate it. Look at the microphone in the lower left corner. Here's how you change your view. Here's, here, here's how this is going to work. But the people we gave parts to in the the liturgy and the time together, yeah. they were proficient with Zoom. So we didn't have to hold their hand. We weren't yeah. really worried they yeah. wouldn't be able to mute or unmute themselves. Right. So that was, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then when we had our discussion time, which we had, I don't know, we had 75 people there. So we had a lot of people in a in a little gathering. I mean, it's a lot of people in a virtual gathering for
0: for a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and That's a lot. And yep.
1: there's a there's a there's a feature of Zoom where you can uh, raise your hand. So you can click on the participant list, and when you click on that, you can raise your hand. And so I just saw people would raise their hand, and I click in the participant list, and I'd see like, oh, there's three people here, and I'd say, oh, okay, Jennifer, why don't you go ahead and share? Mm-hmm. And she would unmute herself and share, and then and then. We'd remute yeah. her and then the next person would go. And that seemed to work
0: pretty well too. Yeah. 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 Right? We didn't have any hiccups really. Yeah.
1: yeah. And um, for the most part, everybody was like, gosh, it's just so good to see you. Mm. It's so good to be together. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just so, I mean, I think we could have done almost anything and our church would have just been grateful to kind of yeah, connect to, with other yeah, people. Yeah. I think so, that's and true. And there's
2: people that you can not call on also. Like you can be like, um, yep. there's no way we're calling on Todd. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that dude. <laughs> Todd we are not we're not talking to that guy. Let's
0: actually. talk offline,
1: Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up
2: later. No questions Todd. for you, Todd. Yeah.
1: So anyway. uh, so this is one of the things then that anyway, we use Zoom. I, there's probably other platforms you can use. Uh, this week we're going to try something different. We're going to actually do our our kind of our whole liturgy. Last time we just kind of did prayer, like a morning yeah. prayer, but yeah. this time we're going to do our entire liturgy and, including uh, Eucharist. Including Eucharist. Um and we had a plan about that on Monday that's already we already have to scrap it. Uh
0: probably, yeah. We're we're trying to figure out how to how to basically uh distribute Eucharist throughout the city uh in smaller kind of batches, but we'll we'll do our Eucharistic liturgy uh visually on Zoom. Yeah. And then we'll have this, you know, bread that we try to distribute in some way or another. Yeah, and we have throughout friends throughout the city,
1: and we have friends that are doing it, like uh, they're they're uh, maybe zooming in from their church. So they they go to their church and they zoom in from, so you can see their pulpit, know that they're a man of authority.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's a there's an aesthetic <laughs> or a woman of authority. There is like, you know, I find that fascinating because there isn't a there is something about. The, especially in like, especially in a liturgical tradition, there's something about like the visual ah! space yeah. that does make a difference. And so I, you know, if you choose to kind of broadcast something from your uh, yeah. church building, I think it's I think it's an okay thing. Yeah, to do. sure. So,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I'm just I think we also can do it from our home. And uh, yeah, anyway, all that to say, we're going to do something a little bit different this Sunday. Yeah. And then you can record it. We're going to send out the video recording of our morning prayer last time, and also the. The liturgy this Sunday. We'll send it out to our church. Yeah, um, and that seems to be working pretty well.
0: It does. Yeah, people are able to gather. Now we're only like this is the first Sunday we did it, and I, I do think there may be some some kind of fatigue that sets in. Yes, uh, as as we you know the social distancing kind of thing yeah. uh, drags on, I think that people will need. I don't know. I I just I it's hard to anticipate what's going to be needed. Well, Look, we're we're leading in a in a new space.
1: Yeah, we're on a magic carpet ride, buddy. Yeah, it's a whole new uh, world. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so yeah. Although it doesn't feel like as good of time as they were having in in Aladdin when they sang that song.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But right after that, things got really bad. Remember? Oh, did they? Jasmine walked away from Aladdin. She got okay. really mad at him.
0: Oh, okay. It was sad. Okay. All right. Fine. We're on a magic carpet ride. Right? Yeah. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so then, you use the word social distancing, and this is I want to I want to just throw this out. I I've been thinking that. Um I've just noticed that people are like craving there's a weird thing happening. I... people are craving social interaction right now. And people are hmm. actually like I just talked to a friend in Canada and she's like um I have this person who delivers things for me from Amazon every day and she said he's a you know he's a a muslim and um every day during this crisis he's been delivering things and he like puts the thing down and like stands back away from the door, and just asks, how are you doing? Do you need anything?
0: Mm.
2: And
1: she was just struck by how concerned and conscientious strangers are, and even non-Christians are, being to each other during this time. So I've been thinking, like, we're using this phrase social distancing, I've been thinking maybe a better phrase to use, especially in our churches, is physical distancing, but social connectedness.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I new, think new so new social connections. good. Yeah, I'm going to I'm steal that. Distant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I forget. I think I read it somewhere. I. I mean, I've been. Yeah. We'll talk about social media in a second. Mm. But I've been. I've been thinking about trying to. How do we cast vision for being socially connected by while physically distant? So, Hardman, I'd love to hear from you, kind of what you guys are thinking through at Grace. But yeah. some, something Sternke and I do already. We write a like a pastoral letter every week that goes down in an, <laughs> in an email, and we uh, alternate. You know, one week Ben writes it, one week I write it, etc. But we talked about, like, during this crisis, like, recording a short audio clip, five to eight minutes every day, you know, and we'll probably just do it from our own homes, over Zoom, Hmm. uh, conversation uh, of what's going on in the church, what's going on in our lives, uh, maybe... uh, Re- devotional reflection maybe we had that day, uh, yeah. offering a prayer for the church, mm-hmm. and then and then perhaps inviting people from the church to join us on that Zoom call and just hearing from them like, hey, five to seven minutes, how are you doing? What are the challenges you're facing? What are the breakthroughs you're having? What do you need right now? What are you thankful for right now? And then praying for yeah. them and then making that available on our podcast feed uh, through the church so that people can listen to it and remain connected to it, uh, connected to each other in that way. So that's one of the ideas that Ben and I are going to try out for the next several weeks to see if that allows us to be socially connected.
0: Yeah. I think that's- Yeah, it's really good. It's worth saying, I don't know, Harman, if you have other ideas, but I did want to say, like it's worth saying, we're talking about two different things here, two different ways of being connected. One is synchronous connection, right? So you're asking everybody to show up for morning prayer on Sunday morning at a certain time. Come join this call. We'll interact live in real time. Right. Yep. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing on our webinar here. That's what we're doing on Facebook Live. You guys are seeing this, um, participating in it um, in in a way. Um, the other way that Matt just talked about is asynchronous uh, connectivity, um, and so that's pre-recording something. So we're going to record a podcast, record something that's you know that that people can then download and listen to at their leisure. Um, they can listen to it whenever they whenever they get a chance. And I've been surprised since we started our podcast, uh, since we started the Gravity Leadership Podcast, I've been surprised at how much connection it tends to engender, like a feeling of connection that it engenders with people. It's a very intimate, audio is a very intimate environment. It's a very intimate media is what I mean. Um, And so I, I wouldn't discount that. If you have a way of recording your sermons, for example, and you post those to a podcast feed, Maybe in this season consider recording just brief audio, like an interview, like Matt just said, or a devotional thought, that kind of a thing. That can um that can engender a great, you know, sense of connection uh for your for your community. It can be a really uh it can be a blessing yeah. for people.
1: Yeah, yeah. People listen to our podcast and I hear people all the time tell me, I feel like I know you, mm. even though yeah. we, because yep. because you're talking to me all the time. Yeah. So don't underestimate the power of audio to socially connect and find creative ways to create audio connection for people in your church. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. That's Ben, that's actually how we're doing our Sundays is we're pre-recording not so much a service where we're trying to recreate what we did on Sunday, Hmm. but we're pre-recording a family worship service that you can do at home. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and, and so here's things that we're doing so that you can interact with us, uh, in certain ways with some guided things, but also with each other. And so we got a lot of feedback of like, I, I've never prayed with my kids that way, or, you know, that I, we had this great, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. So we're trying to create something where families can worship at home, um, and uh, get a word. I, I, I think the call of the church right now is to be both pastoral and prophetic. Hmm. Uh, and so yeah. our, uh, don't underestimate how much your church needs your pastoral voice right now. Yeah. And just some directive, like, hey, everything's going to be okay. Here's some things that you should be doing or thinking about. Here's the missional opportunities that are in front of you. Here's what Jesus says, like, all of yeah. those things are yeah. huge right now, um, but also the the prophetic voice of um, just kind of naming what this means for us as the church and naming what God is doing in your midst. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the opportunity right now is is to kind of scrap the teaching series that we've been doing and those kinds of things and just speak prophetically to where we are as a nation and what's going on uh, and what's happening in the world.
1: Yeah. I, I want to... Yeah. I want to get back to this <clears throat> real quick, but um, Hardman, would you be willing to share um, maybe the template or a model of what that family worship looks like? Would could we? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, not right uh, now. Maybe we me, can. Maybe we can post it later.
2: Yeah, let me say it's not good. Um, <laughs> Like we're, That's great. I, I, we were really disappointed with what we did on Sunday. And so we're, we kind of trashed the whole thing and everything, but we pulled it together in 30 hours. So it was, yeah. um, but, but really it was, it was me giving a 10 minute reflection, mm-hmm. um, uh, which really just is, here's a pastoral sense of where we are guys. Everything's going to be okay. We love you. Here's mm-hmm. what the church is doing. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple worship songs that we did. Um, and, uh, one of the things we realized is it's awkward for people to worship in their home. Um, it's, you know, it's like, who's going to sing. So like my older son Mm. sang, my younger daughter just looked at us, you know, it it felt a little weird. And so what we're naming this week is like, Hey, this may be a time for you to sing together. And if you want to sing, sing, it may be a time for you to quietly reflect and pray. Um, that's my wife screaming at my son also right there. Uh, my children are at home and uh
0: let quarantine days. So three. I apologize
2: let, about let, that. Let
1: the listeners um, understand.
2: I'm I'm actually practicing social distancing from my kids <laughs> right now. Uh, big time. Um but anyway, uh well, yeah. I, hold on, I, hold on a second. I'm going to mute myself for a second. Sure,
1: dude. I think even I think even B minus ideas for how to do like a oh, family that, worship. Yeah, are they still help give us imagination yeah. and give us permission creatively? Yeah. to hew something out. So even even like ideas we wouldn't do again are helpful for wisdom.
0: Totally, and I think that's an important part of what Ben was saying is that like it it's okay to to do a bad job or to do something different or to, you know what I mean? Like what's more important right now is doing something, you know, like providing some leadership, even if it's not the absolute best thing. People need to hear from you as leaders, just Mm -hmm. that, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm working. We're working on this. Let us know if you have ideas. You know what I mean? Like that's more important than I've got it all figured out. I know exactly how the, how this is all going to, you know what I mean? Like you have to resist the temptation to try to be, I think the, the line we're walking here is like faith and wisdom. There's like yeah. confidence and caution. And, and I think the temptations for us are to either sort of be overconfident and sort of pretend that we know what's going on and pr- pretend to be an expert about things. So like the, you know to say everything's going to be okay and then to add on to that, like, and here's why, and here's what we know. And you know what I mean? You can sort of use the passages about having faith as like a way to pump people up full of false confidence. Yeah. That's a that's a bad move. But the other the other bad move as a leader is to uh instill fear in people. I don't know what we're going to do, guys. I'm I don't know how to mm. You know what I mean? Like that's and I think a lot of leaders are we're, we're having to learn how to walk that line to be uncertain and confident at the same time. Yeah.
2: Yes, that's good. I, and I I felt the impulse this week like to watch what other churches are doing and there's a lot of other churches that are like very certain like this is these are the eight things that we're going to do and here's how we're stepping into this and I felt the impulse of like oh man we don't have our stuff together because I don't have that level of certainty Mm. Uh, and so I I felt an impulse of like we got to get our stuff together and we got to be able to roll all this stuff out and uh, luckily I have a really wise executive pastor who's telling me hey slow down like it's okay right now you know those kinds of things like we don't have to have everything figured out today
0: that's really good Um, we That's do really have a good. lot of
2: questions popping up. Uh,
0: do we want to deal
2: with some of those questions, or do we want to keep going with what we're doing?
0: I just want to make one comment about this um, before we move on from it, because I think it's really key. It's really important. It's part of what we train people to do at Gravity Leadership in our cohorts. Um, is that we we basically one of the things one of the ways to talk about it is that we train people to be ad- to become adaptive leaders so that you don't have to have the eight things all figured out. I mean, it's fine if you do have eight things figured out, but you don't have to have eight things figured out right now on Tuesday. Uh, you, you can have a couple things figured out, and you can see how it goes, and then you can make another decision tomorrow. Um, yes. So Matt, you and I were just talking about this this, uh, this afternoon about our church. Like what, do we, like, what do we do? How do we continue to care for people and gather and that kind of thing? And I, I have like five or six ideas. Um, and my mind started to go towards how do we implement five or six ideas? and then mm-hmm. uh, I realized I had to like walk it back and say, "I think we have two ideas that we can start with. Yes, so the two ideas that don't that you know that don't involve a ton more work for us are we can record a little audio thing and send out a little email every day mm-hmm. uh, so that's one thing, and the second thing is we're trying to um, get a network together in our church to make sure that everybody in our church gets connected with twice a week. So we're going to distribute that to various leaders, but everybody in our church kind will like get the a old, text or a phone, like an like old, old prayer chain. Prayer kind chain, kind of, chain or yeah. telephone tree. Yeah. 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 And so, um, But we want to just establish that and make sure that nobody falls through the cracks, that everybody's getting connected with... Twice a week. So we're by a working, leader.
1: working through our DNA groups, our discipleship groups, and yeah. starting with those leaders, working with our vestry, which is like our elder board or, right. or parish council, right. and and working with them, and then uh, you and I, and then some staff members will take people. So mm-hmm. this isn't going to be an arbitrary sort of shoehorning people to connect with others. It's going to be, hey, who are the four or five people you can connect with twice a week? Yeah. Right. As a, just the, yeah. as a rhythm of this social connectedness while we're remaining yeah. physically distant. Yeah, and we'll yes. just try, try to it.
0: communicate with our ch- communication is going to be really key. You know, and so we're trying to communicate with our church as well to say, hey, if if you don't have if nobody's connected with you yet, it means that you've fallen through the cracks somehow. Please let us know. Uh, because we want to make sure that you're, you know, involved in our and I think that'll help with prayer requests as they come up. Like people are going to you know, I just had a text today from somebody who's like, I travel and speak for a living. I'm losing all of my income. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yep. So this is going to become a I think a, a probably a pretty big emergency for some people in our churches. Ben, I know somebody who 30 yes, days from now travels and
1: does workshops for a living.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. We, we've, I know uh, three people. We've canceled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. We've canceled, we've canceled, canceled of two works. workshops already this month yeah. and probably will need to cancel more. And so, you know, it's being, we're being affected by this as well.
1: Yeah. Um, maybe we could pivot Hardman to some of those questions. Yeah. If you have uh, one or two that you want to throw out. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. One of the questions I got earlier today was just what are, what are the things that we should be thinking about right now? Like what, like give us some categories of mm. things that we should be thinking about. So um, one of the things I think you guys just addressed, which is how does your church stay connected? Yep. Um, you guys are doing a, a an, an, email uh, kind of zoom thing every day. We're going to do daily prayers every day where we just open up a zoom room for 15 minutes here's a word and here's some prayer, yeah. uh, for anybody that wants to join. We're not anticipating huge crowds for that, but it's um, but a, just some time. of but daily It's on prayers. the calendar,
0: right? It's like, it's like it's every day at this time, you can join every day at 10 want.
2: o'clock. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Every day at 10 o'clock starting on Thursday is, 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 is our plan. Okay. Um, the other question I think we need to be asking is what are our care structures? Um, yeah. I, I don't, I, I like, how are we taking care of the flock? Um, How are we taking care of needs? I know we've got some elderly folks that are a part of our church and who's, who's, you know, shopping for them. um, Who's helping the most vulnerable among us. Um, So we're, we're setting up some text alerts uh, where you can register. You can text specific things to us, but you can also register to get those texts um, so Mm. that you can find out from us, Hey, uh, we need somebody to deliver four rolls of toilet paper to this house because Mm. this family's, in, they're out, you know, those kinds of things, um, that might be a minor thing of what we're talking about, but, uh, like we're interacting with, sorry, Hardman,
0: do you mind sharing what, what service, is there a service you're using for that?
2: Yeah, well, uh, we use ARENA as our um, system that we do everything through. So we're doing Arena. it through ARENA. That is not the best place to do a, a okay. just text. If, they, if you only want to do text alerts, okay. that would be a really expensive oh. uh, version of text alerts. <laughs> All right. uh, just, because we okay. use everything through ARENA. Um, but that's what we use for that. So text alerts okay. um, where we can engage. Um, we have called um, both local and state government officials and just said, what should the church be doing right now? What's the most helpful thing mm. for us to be engaging in? Um, we actually um, have a call. I think it's at five today with uh, with the governor's task force, like they're hmm. whoever they are sending out to different places okay. to just. And, and so we're, we're, we're actually listening to the neighborhood to say, what do they need? Um, And not just guessing on, hey, you know what everybody needs is toilet paper or everybody needs food or, you know, like those kinds of things, but actually asking the questions of what's best. Um, And then I just think having like, this is such a great opportunity for you to talk to your people about new rules of life and Mm. new rhythms of life. Um, we I, you, we joked a minute ago because I muted my phone and turned around and yelled at my family um, but, the, but the reality is like we're, we're all at home now
0: <laughs> right, uh, and, right? and and there's all new rhythms
2: that can be created and yeah. new opportunities for That's me to good. disciple my family and kids That's good. And so I think as pastors we need to be discipling our yes. people to disciple their families yeah. and there's so many opportunities to do that so those would be the, yeah. th- the three things that I would say I would say how do we stay connected mm-hmm. what are our care structures and what the new rhythms that we're creating I think are the three most important categories to be thinking about would you guys add anything to that
1: that's great that's great I I mean I think theologically all the time Mm -hmm. so I think of the theological category uh, I think the two ditches I think people fall into are kind of just like a fear response Mm -hmm. and then like a gods in control response so God's in control sort of minimizes any fear, any anxiety, any concern with just if you don't trust that God's sovereignty will oversee this, that should cure you of any fear.
0: Right, right? And it becomes like a, a shame, a shame wand. It's
1: a little bit of a shaming thing. Yeah, yeah. Plus it's also like, well,, <clears throat> I mean, how many people have to like, I don't know, anytime, anytime you're taking like the problem of evil mm-hmm. and you're summing it up with God's in control? It leaves it's so many things unanswered. It's very problematic. And it creates, it actually creates more problems I think it solves. Absolutely. Uh, I want to affirm God is mm-hmm. sovereign, but I think uh, the other, and I'll say uh, I'll say how his sovereignty works out here in a second. The other ditch is just fear, right? So we're just like on social media all the time, and we're reading <laughs> the worst case scenarios, and we're right. kind of bathing our imaginations in hysteria and outrage, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I may have been dabbling in that the last couple of days. <laughs> Uh, That's shocking, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so, uh, but I think I think the the theological frame I, I want to contend for, and I think we all want to contend for, is what does love live like here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. not not like a easy believism, God is in control, and not this mass hysteria of fear, but yeah. love. Yeah, I right. Get it. So we don't gather as a church not because we're afraid, but because I mean, if I get the coronavirus, I'm going to have like a runny nose for a week. You know. And I may cough once in a while, but my in-laws, my mm-hmm. father-in-law, who just mm-hmm. had open heart surgery, right. you know, who's yeah. seventy-six, yeah. like he's the one, he's the one I'm not gathering at church for.
0: Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think that's really important to say because, and and that's part of the communication yep. to give to our people over and over and over again because I think I think the impression sometimes is. Um, the government, the government said we have to not gather. So yeah, right, fine. We, you know, like we got to be in our houses or whatever. Or mm-hmm. hey, there's a crazy, you know, pandemic on the loose. You know, like everybody, everybody just preserve yourself and buy
1: by all the toilet paper you can. Right.
0: So the, the yep. funny, the funny or ironic part about this pandemic is that to slow down the spread, all the scientists and experts tell us this: to slow down the spread of this virus, which will help not overwhelm our healthcare system. Um, the most loving thing to do is to physically distance yourself, you know, like from from people. So I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I had a guy the other day try to shake my hand <laughs> on Sunday when, you know, I don't know, things change so fast, but I had somebody try to shake my hand and I, I just had to like, mo- like I felt, first of all, I felt the impulse to shake his hand. Like right. that's really, really strong these social norms, but I mm-hmm. just, I, you know, I moved my hand away and I was like, I was like, ah, you know, and just, with the, and you know. just
2: gave him a big hug.
0: You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Come <laughs> here, buddy. No, I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I just said that. Ah. Yeah. Um, and I, anyway, we had an interesting interaction after that. Um, he said, you really believe all that stuff? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the conversation got a little awkward. after Awesome. That. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And that might be then a, a place to jump next, Ben. You mentioned earlier, like having this pastoral and prophetic kind of role as a as leaders of churches, and I'm I'm finding um, I, I don't have many people in my life that I that are like freaking out, like going into their bunker, selling all their all their you know I don't have many people in my life doing that. I have a lot more people in my life though who are basically, uh, I don't know how to say this, politicizing the coronavirus. That that this is somehow a... Like, the coronavirus in America is somehow a partisan issue.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. So
1: if you are concerned yeah. about it, then you're part of the liberal agenda to take down President Trump. Right. If you are unconcerned about it, you are unconcerned because you don't want to feed fuel to the fire that's trying to take down President Trump. Mm-hmm. And I, I <laughs> guess, I guess I'm not quite sure this is this is the narrative I, i'm I'm experiencing as I ask questions on my Facebook wall like mm-hmm. people are it's funny like sixteen people will be like, "Oh yeah, somebody told me that today and then uh, the seventeenth person will say, "Nope, never heard that. you're making it up <laughs> like well, look look above yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. uh, so I'm just wondering like how do we navigate how do we navigate as church leaders how something that's a health crisis has been I don't know if I want to say hijacked, has been co-opted into yeah. a partisan yes. conflict. It's yeah. It's yes. an
0: ideology. It it becomes an ideological conflict where yeah, you are you you figure out which team you're on based on how concerned you are about it. And I got a lot yeah. of
1: I got a lot of prophetic angst about it. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe too much. That was a kairos I had today in one of my coaching calls. Hartman, do you have thoughts about mm.
0: that? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> all right next question no uh
1: i mean yeah yeah, what what do i do what do i do if i've got people in my church on both maybe sides of that that fight
0: yeah i have heard that from a lot of pastors
1: yeah yeah
2: i i'm seeing that all over the place and uh it was funny because i was talking to my wife about that and she was like i'm not seeing that anywhere and uh and i was like have you gotten on social media and she (laughs) said yeah and i said well you just have better friends than i do um but uh but I so I th- I think part of um, I think part of our posture has to just be a humble posture, and so mm. uh, what I'm seeing that concerns me almost as as much as the partisan split or frustration on this. I'm not really seeing that from people in my faith community. Just to be yeah. honest, I'm seeing yeah. that from people in other faith communities. Yeah. So I don't really feel called to shepherd the internet. I just feel called to shepherd the people in my community. Um, but what I am seeing is people that are kind of positioning themselves as like medical experts when they're not. Mm, Um, There's a lot of armchair doctors right now uh, who are like giving out medical advice or saying like my third cousin is a, Uh, dentist. And he said that you shouldn't do, you know, like those kinds of things. Um, And so I'm just cautioning people to like, even as a pastor, like I'm leaving the medical advice to the medical professionals and repeating the phrase, we're listening to state and local government officials who are asking us to do this Yes. Uh, rather than even engaging in the conversation of like, how serious is this? You know, how, you know, I, I, when people ask me that question, I just say, I don't know. I, I don't know, yeah. Um, but this is what I know. I know that our yeah. state and local yeah. government officials have asked us to do this, this, and this, and so we're going to follow those things. Yeah. We also are right by the CDC here in Atlanta, yeah. And so we've got people in our church mm. that actually work for the CDC, which feels like that's a pretty trustworthy organization to listen to right now. Seems like, or it. the organization that we should be listening to, right? Unless um, they're a part so, of the
1: deep state. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. You how do you how would you know? No, so so maybe Ben uh, yeah. like maybe Ben distill for us in thirty or sixty seconds. Like what do you these people who work at the CDC who go to your church, you've asked them what what do we do, what should we think, what are they telling you?
2: Uh they're telling us the same thing everybody's telling us, which is, hey, this is a big deal for the most vulnerable among us. Yes. We need to curve the we need to curb the spread and so don't go out and don't gather together and use social distancing and, and all of those kinds of things, but they've been saying that stuff for two weeks now. Uh, so I've Mm -hmm. been hearing those things from them for two weeks. So we kind of knew this was coming. Yep. Um, yes. And, and they also are saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. And so,
0: um,
2: you know, I, like restaurants and stuff, it's looking like that stuff's going to close and those kinds of things. So, um, part of our thinking through care structures is just thinking about how are we good neighbors in the midst of Mm -hmm. all of this um, one of the things I posted this week, Matt, was like, my my brother in law is a um, he's a personal trainer, and he works with businesses and companies. And in one week, he lost every bit of his income, right? Um, because every company dropped him. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, right now, I have a broken ankle. I broke my ankle a few weeks ago, which just because I'm in awesome physical condition. <laughs> Hang on a second, Hardman. Um,
1: can I tell the <laughs> listeners the text you sent me? Uh, guys, guys. guys uh, I can't make the call this morning. I broke my ankle coaching basketball.
2: <laughs> that is true. It is is exactly what happened.
0: Uh, I yelled so I, uh, hard at no, one of the kids.
1: I, I told my wife, I go, Hardman broke his ankle uh, coaching basketball. And she looks at me and she goes... <laughs> and then she asked me like 17 questions was he playing did he (laughs) kick a chair was he kick a chair go Bobby Knight on those kids did he trip up the stairs going in
2: I was I was leading a drill and I was I was being like a fake defender and having kids dribble around me and I stepped on my it was my son I stepped on his foot and rolled oh, my ankle all the way man. over. Oh, but it was dude. awesome to like, because you want your team to be really impressed with your physical prowess. And so it really helped with <laughs> that, that really, right, from, right from the start. Yeah, they were um, like, oh, this guy. But anyway, listen, we've, we've, we've sidetracked. We've sidetracked. So what I, were you going to say? I You've got a broken, broken ankle. I have a broken ankle right now. I can't work out or do anything, but I have not canceled my gym membership. And I'm going to continue to pay those folks $200 a month mm-hmm. because I feel like that's for my whole family. Uh, but <laughs> I because say, well, I feel what like, gym is that? <laughs> because I feel like that's what uh, being a good neighbor is right now yeah. right? is, is uh, thinking out for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to become even more of an issue as we move forward of, uh, you know, how do we become good neighbors and what does neighboring look like? And, and for me, that's just one of the things that neighboring looks like.
0: Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So I, I think that's important Um, to not, I think that's so what, what I'm hearing there is a, uh, there is a there is an appropriate as a leader. There's an appropriate way of saying, "Hey, this might get worse before it gets better." You're not instilling fear. You're just trying to help people not have some false confidence. I think that those are the ditches again. You can give people false yeah. confidence by saying, "Ah, it's going to be fine. I think it's going to blow over." You know what I mean? Like make predictions. You can also instill too much fear by saying, "I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. and I'm not sure," and right. and just you know. Make sure you, you know, let me know if you find it anywhere where you can get toilet paper. Right. You know? So, as a leader, it, it is a, I've heard from a lot of leaders who say, it feels like threading a needle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think the opportunity in front of us as leaders is to learn how to lead like this all the time. Yep. Because I think, I think this is how Jesus leads. Um, he doesn't yeah. lead from a sense of like expertise and false confidence. Nor does he lead from a place of fear,
1: reactionary fear.
0: Reactionary fear, but um, he's able to pl- you're able to place your confidence where it belongs in God, mm-hmm. um, but also you know recommend things that would be helpful for people yeah. and try to meet needs as they come up. Yeah, because um, I, I think there's going to be a yeah. lot of. Yeah. I heard from somebody yesterday who said like <clears throat> most people are not afraid of dying. Most people are afraid of the economic fallout, of losing their jobs, mm-hmm. and then the ripple effects that that'll send through our economy. I think, I think that's going to be a, big, a really big deal, and it's a really big opportunity for the body of Christ to be the body of Christ. And so I would love—I was yep. just telling Matt this today—I would love for people in our church to feel like the first person they tell, if, if they have a bill that is not going to get paid because they're, they're not getting paid this month, the first people they tell would be people from our church and say, pray, you know, and and here's a need that I have, and I submit it to the body of Christ, and I I think that there'll be some beautiful things that can happen in churches as people share those things.
1: Maybe that's a good word then to sort of uh, begin to wrap up which is
2: well, we got Q we got Q and R here. Are we, we going to oh, do, do these questions? We got people
1: that are. All I meant just wrapping keep, up. Portion
0: we keep of the saying podcast.
2: we keep <laughs> saying we're going to ask question, answer questions and then not answer right. questions.
0: right, let's. Throw, uh, throw uh, here's out. a couple
2: questions. Uh, how do you propose connection for those who do not have the internet or a computer? Uh, we have several in our congregation that are in their 70s and aren't on social media or even on the internet.
1: I'll tell you, really I'll, good question. I'll tell you this. I've I've noticed this thing. Uh, when I, how do I say this very gently and tactfully? A tact tact is not my gift. When I, when I talk to people in that age range, I'm struck by their appetite for having long, meandering, relaxing conversations. When I call somebody, I'm like, I want to be in and out in nine minutes, max, you know? Uh, and mm-hmm. it's like rapid fire. It's like we're talking in text. Mm. When I'm talking to somebody from my parents' generation, um, we just go through kind of the Rolodex of topics. And <laughs> and and it goes on and on. And I find in myself, I'm like, man, this conversation's 57 minutes. Uh, but I, I wonder if it isn't just calling them yeah. and like talking yeah. to them <laughs> like, yeah. and, and dealing with, I think, from my generation, just like dealing with any of the f- irritation or frustration that would come up with that with, man, we're talking a long time on the phone. Yeah, yeah. But that's a, way, that's a way to love people. Yeah. Yes. Y- you. Yeah. Could, yeah. Uh, that's, you know.
2: that's one of our stay connected goals. So yeah. one of our stay connected goals is every person in our church gets a phone call from us in the mm. next three weeks. And, yeah. th- and I mean, that's, that's like 450 people on our mailing list that we're going to try and call. So we're like dividing those up. Yeah. And everybody's taking a certain amount every yeah. day
0: yeah, and cool.
2: just calling and just checking in. How you doing? Anything you need, yep. anything we can help you with pray with them if they need to just, yeah. um, and that that's one of the other questions. Our, our guy, Jason Jordan said, what are your thoughts on scheduling pastoral home visits? Yep. Um, I, I would suggest a phone call is better right now. Um, just yeah. because there's, there's certain people that don't want, me in their home or don't want to be around anybody. Um, There's been a lot of jokes about how Ben and Matt are, uh, are not practicing, uh, Social distancing right now. We, on we this had call. a
0: conversation. Yeah. I think our podcast from here on out. We're trying to figure out how we'll basically probably do them all. Th- Will all you? Will guys
2: stand so. back to back from now on? I'd, I'd really like Six that. feet apart. <laughs> if you need to stand back to back.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I. I think. I think the only way I'd go into somebody's house is that Jason is that who it was. Mm-hmm. The only way I'd go yeah. into somebody's house is if they asked me to. Yeah. Um. And then I would take every precaution in that house. Yeah. Uh. And then I would just be exceedingly. Yeah. careful. I mean, so I want to serve people. I don't, I don't want to stay, I don't want to treat people as the problem, Yeah. but, um, yeah, I think, I think it would, it would be on a case by case basis if they mm-hmm. asked me to do it and then I would discern is this wise or not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that, the, you know, the, the kind of the quarantining thing seems to be like that, that'll be, there's pretty extreme measures in place for a few weeks here and I think after that, though, we will need to start to get creative about how to do home visits, how to gather in smaller groups, um, h- how to do that safely. Um, it'll, it'll take a lot of leadership because it's going to feel very awkward to be together but six feet apart, you know, or to have a worship service maybe where we're all sitting six feet apart. You know, like a lot of the or maybe temperatures get checked before you can enter the building or, you know, what I mean, like a lot of these things that um, people in other countries have had to do for a while um, as they've dealt with um, epidemics, but that's a good question. Yeah. I I think I'd say the same thing. Uh, uh,
2: Another question that got texted to me in the midst of this, which is a good one is how do you talk about giving right now uh, in a way that is not slimy, Mm. Um, which I think is really good. Um, What we've done is uh, we're, we're really focusing on, Hey, these are the things that we're doing to address needs in our community. Um, and these are the ways that we're stepping into this. These are the ways that we're loving and serving. And the, way, the reason we get to do this is because of your, your giving. And yeah. so online giving is available. Um, so I, I think it's a terrible idea to, to go to crisis mode with, with your conversation about giving, uh, to talk about like, oh, we don't know how we're going to pay the bills if our giving goes down. Um, I have heard projections that most people should project about a 20 to 30% loss in their giving, uh, over this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's the experts that's making those claims, but I, I do think it's a, it's a general thing for us to be thinking, thinking about. about yeah. Um, but I think casting fear in that is the, not the posture that we want to no. create. Um, but casting vision for why we give in the first place is, yeah. uh, so naming, Hey, these are the things that we're doing your contributions are making it possible for us to continue to serve yeah. the most vulnerable among us, the least and the lost, mm-hmm. you know, how can you, how can yeah. you, you know, what, what can you do?
0: Yeah. And I think that that's the way that we, I mean, we, we haven't had we most everybody in our church gives online and gives uh, kind of automatically. And yep. part of that is we've been casting vision for that for three years, but we, Essentially, the way that we say it is, that, hey, Second Corinthians 9 basically just says like everybody should decide in their heart what they want to give and then, and then give it. And so, mm-hmm. give it cheerfully. And so, we've kind of talked about that as like, hey, online giving uh, as a regular, like for you to pledge, hey, I'm going to give $100 a month this year is actually really helpful for us and it's really faithful. It's just like I've decided I'm going to give $100 a month. And if you just set that up, then we know what to expect. It makes it easier for us to budget. It makes it easier for us to to know what's going on month to month. Um, and that so that's a great way to be intentional about your giving. So yeah, it's a good season to call people into that. Um, I think if to, you don't if you haven't yet,
1: yeah. But there's there's another whole podcast about uh, calling people into giving and how to do that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah,
0: yeah, from a theological standpoint, right? Yeah. yeah. What, any uh, other
2: questions? Last last one we may have answered this already but it's aside from making our services available to the attender digitally how would you go about caring for your teams and leaders
1: yeah we we use zoom and we have regular meetings on zoom to do that um so that that's how that would be
2: the yeah so that would be the daily prayers thing that we're doing yeah um that would be reaching out by phone uh those kinds of things yeah i think so yeah Good. Good. Um, okay. One more question. Okay. I'll go ahead. Do you have something else?
0: Well, I just saw a question. Um, I mean, you might be looking at the same thing from Amanda. What's the best online platform yeah. for giving uh, if you are just starting out with this at your church? That's a really good question. Um, we, I mean, we have. I have something that's hooked up to it, like a WordPress. I, I feel like it's a little complicated for a lot of people. Um, I don't know. Do you have something, Hardman, that you guys use?
2: No, I mean, we use Arena again. That's kind Arena. of our catch-all with, with a like lot a of those things. Which is like
0: customer relations kind it's of a, database Yeah, thing. it's a
2: huge, It's yeah, it's like a everything kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, if, if you just do some online searches, there's a lot of good and trustworthy companies. I, I think you just have to pay attention to... Um, kind of how much, what percentage, what they, percentage they take yeah. of, of, of everything. And then yeah. uh, like we, we actually encourage our, we do a family meeting every year where we approve the budget and talk about giving and those types of things. And we actually encourage our people to within their tithe if they're giving online, actually pay for that percentage also um, because that was becoming thousands and thousands of dollars for us every year sure. because yeah, of the the, the online fees. And yeah. so a lot of the online giving things have a, um, when people give, they can check a box that says, I will also cover the online fee. Um, so I would try and find a company that does that because it's a nice, uh, it's a nice thing to communicate to your people of, hey, we're, we're ending up losing, you know, four percent of whatever you give if you click on this button yeah. you give a little bit more but you help us out in the long run and yeah. most people at least from our community are, are willing to do that um, yeah. but there's a lot of good platforms and they're all pretty easy to use yeah. and, and to manage
1: so okay i saw uh just one final thing i'll make a comment and then throw out an idea uh jeremy hooper who's in one of our cohorts he's been um kind of journeying with us for a bit he, he put out a link of a family worship time that he has developed uh, at his church. I saw that on the Facebook Live. Hmm. I wonder if it wouldn't be good to uh, collate sort of the things in the gravity community that people are doing and trying out week to week and Sunday. So if you have things that you're developing, you're experimenting with, you know, like yeah. your beta testing, yeah, um, we it might be good to collect the wisdom hmm. that we're all sort of developing so that we can help each yeah, other. It's a great idea. So maybe, maybe yeah. uh, we'll, we'll yeah. send, we'll send out an email reminder about this, but if you have so those, you need to be on our list. If yeah. You can, to so get sign that. up, sign
0: up for a list. It's free. Gravityleadership.com slash join.
1: And you get some great uh, free resources. Plus you'll get some great links and hopefully in a week or two, maybe even this Friday, some
0: family worship and all kinds of other resources. We'll include some,
1: uh, how to survive the coronavirus links,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um
1: Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you all for uh attending and listening and joining and asking yeah. questions and uh making fun of Ben and I being so close together. Yep. In the yep. same room. Yep. Hashtag next next awesome. week we're going to just switch hey, microphones.
2: My, my my mom and dad are watching, guys. So oh, that's hey, fun. Gary and Debbie. Hey, hey, Gary. Thanks for, hey, Thanks thanks for thanks for birthing me. <laughs>
0: all right. It's good. Well, all right, folks. Signing off.